0: Welcome aboard a very special edition of the Little Red Bandwagon in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. I'm Bobby Pape. And joining me from Memphis, Tennessee, Midtown Memphis, the cool (laughs) part of Memphis, Amy Shepard. Good afternoon, Amy.
1: Good afternoon, Bobby. How are you? I am doing all right. How are you? I'm fantastic.
0: Amy is in with us today because Amy is the co host of our sister podcast. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, I think we're sisters. Yeah, yeah, I'm with it. Uh, yeah. Earbuds and Earworms, a podcast about the music less traveled by Amy and her co-host Jason. And it seemed fitting for this very special edition of Little Red Bandwagon, where we're going to bring back an interview that's, I cannot even believe, over two years old <laughs> with our favorite music-loving Burbank, David Burbank, the last Burbank, Uh We wanted to bring in someone who has a little bit of expertise on this particular topic and the format of the episode that we're going back to play. So, Amy's here to talk about that. Uh, We're going back to an episode of David Burbank playing a little Defend Yourself iPod edition with Mike and Christy back in June of 2015. And them listening back to the time. Luke and Jen played a little Defend Yourself iPod Edition on TBTL. This whole thing is just a room full of mirrors on every wall of defending (laughs) your own music. Amy, why don't you tell us a little bit about E&E for those listeners who aren't familiar with it and uh, mention, if you would, that a couple of our co-hosts have actually done a very similar exercise with you on your show.
1: Uh, Yes, well, Earbuds and Earworms is a podcast about music, but it's not a super nerdy podcast about music. It's mostly concerned with um, hearing lots of different songs on a specific topic each week. And we we kind of made it so that people can listen to music, but not feel like they're kind of dumb while listening to the podcast about music. There's plenty of like really in-depth historical podcasts uh, that, you know, I find really boring and a lot of stuff's talked about my like over my head so earbuds and earworms really is just for like the person who likes music but doesn't want to read musical biographies and we also have every single time Jason's out of town I try to get somebody from Little Red Bandwagon on (laughs) (laughs) and do an episode of Defend Yourself and you know we get a lot of really good stories so Mike and Phyllis have both been on and Mike, uh he kind of shed that hating everybody's music facade thing that he does. And he was really, there's like a lot of really great stories. And he likes Bye 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 by NSYNC. So that's like a little tidbit from that one. And Phyllis's episode was so great. And we get to like learn the history of her as a Timbales player.
0: Yeah, that was out of nowhere. And I have thought that... <laughs> We should probably take some of the LRB jam money and get her a fresh set since she abandoned her old set. Yes. Uh, I think I would pay money to have her play on the show sometime. I get know a like LRB <laughs> jam session.
1: Uh oh, well you see that makes it a perfect LRB jam then. It's a jam that Ooh. needs the jam money for it.
0: I hadn't so. even thought of that. I'm so glad you're here.
1: <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, so you can hear Mike either uh, shake off that um, pretend hatred of everyone's music or pretend not to hate everyone's music. Depends on how you listen to it. <laughs> yeah. And Phyllis. And hopefully Jason will go to town again sometime soon. So maybe one of us, one of the other ones of us, could come on and humiliate ourselves.
1: <laughs> oh, I think like both of those episodes are so charming. So I really, if you really want to get in depth with like people's historical feelings about music, Defend Yourself is amazing. For that, yeah. it's a perfect format for it.
0: Yeah, both of them went sappy with some of their defenses in ways that you possibly could not. You you couldn't fight them. So, uh, <laughs> if you like music, or you like Phyllis, or you like Mike, or some Venn diagram therein, uh, we'll put the links to those particular episodes in the show notes. But what you should really do is just subscribe to Earbuds and Earworms in whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And uh, take a listen, because uh, it's come a long way in a short time, and it's a lot of fun.
1: Uh, Thanks. Uh, Just skip episode, like the prequel episode and episode one. Those are awful. (laughs) Don't listen to them.
0: (laughs) Don't listen to anyone's episode one. That's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, A couple of other updates before we play this clip again. It's from June of 2015. It's actually our 19th episode. That's how far back we're going. It was originally titled, He Ain't Muggle, He's My Brother, (laughs) with our first top status guest, David Burbank. Note that it came out after an episode with Andrew Walsh, and we still consider David Burbank our first top status guest. Um, I wanted to shed a couple of updates. It's been a long time since this episode was recorded, and so I reached out to the man himself, David Burbank, uh, just to check in on a few important parts of his life and how they interact with us. So here's a little question and answer I did with him. First question, most important question. First question. Amy asked me when I told her I was going to be reaching out to David. David is, are you still wearing bow ties? Was my question to him. (laughs) And here's what he wrote back up until very recently. I was still wearing them somewhat regularly. As a matter of fact, I only just stopped wearing them for good at 21 years old and newly single. I figure it's time to move on with my fashion choices. (laughs) So we can't begrudge him that. It was a good look. He wore it well. Uh, But we all move on to newer, bigger, better things. So when you see David wearing a bolo tie, just know he's working his way through the neckwear neighborhood. (laughs) A couple of other things that I thought were interesting. He mentioned in his interview two years ago that he thought it might be nice um, and a good step up for him to intern at 710 ESPN. (laughs) Uh, And sure enough, uh, he has since accomplished that goal. So I asked him about that and he said, I did intern for them a couple of different quarters in school. It was an awesome experience and something I would love to do more of. I've applied to a few positions there since graduating and unfortunately they haven't led anywhere. However, I plan to keep trying and persisting, uh, you know, like Elizabeth Warren. So I added the last part. It's worth noting when he was on the show, we called him a freshman a couple of times and he reminded us he was going in as a junior because he's an overachieving kid. (laughs) Now he's a 21 overachieving graduate. So uh, if you've got any radio jobs in the Pacific Northwest, feel free to reach out to David about that. Uh, Finally, since David's been our favorite ever organizer of song of the summer, and we've been a little frustrated with song of the summer on this show, I asked him if he's following TBTL these days, if he has opinions on this year's Song of the Summer, and if he has any summer jams for us. And he says this, I'm definitely still keeping up with TBTL. I don't know if you noticed, since he's been mentioning the album ten times per show as of late. But that new Calvin Harris record that Luke has been (laughs) obsessed with is a recommendation of mine. I guess that song would be my horse in the Song of the Summer bracket. Though that Super Defense song is awesome, too. Uh, I imagine Portugal, the man, will win it all. That's my opinion too, David. Uh, I don't know if besides that I have any other summer jams currently, though summer is always a time when I like to lend my ear to the musical stylings of Marvin Gaye and Otis Redding. Nothing more summery than some soul music.
1: I can get behind that Otis Redding.
0: Absolutely. So some sage words from an older and wiser David Burbank than you'll hear on the interview, although he was pretty wise Even two years ago. Uh, And with that, let's do uh, a little bit of housekeeping before we air the clip, just to get it out of the way. Because we're going to get done here. Amy and I are going to get out of here, and then we're going to let the clip run for the rest of the episode. Remember to archive. Remember, com slash Amazon for your buying things. Go to the website for merch. And uh, remember to check out E&E Pod, and we'll do that in the Get Involved segment. In fact, Amy, why don't you tell us how to get involved?
1: Well, um, you can always head on over to LittleRedBandwagon.com, which is the show website. That's where, also where you get like the really great pictures, you know, whenever you miss them in Facebook. Uh, ThrowYourPhone.com for when you throw your phone, when you hug your phone, all of the phone-related listening activities you have during TBTL and Little Red Bandwagon. And ENDPod.com, also our show website. You can also get involved on the Stins page. That is a fantastic place to search your soul for what 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 you're really doing there Um, that's
0: what i get for forgetting to take the (laughs) stents page off the run cheese
1: (laughs) (laughs) and of course there's a earbuds and earworms we have a podcast group that you can join and uh there's a lot of really interesting musical things are going on there and we we mostly are a Listener run show. So if you want to hear your music on a podcast and you want to defend yourself in a little blurb, you get that chance every Monday. And then we put the show out on Sundays.
0: Yeah, we'll do some show Twitters. Uh, our show is at LRB Podcast. Amy's show is at Ian e Pod. And I wanted to give an update here. David mentions a Twitter handle on the interview. It has since changed. His handle is now at the last underscore Burbank and he says he had 90 followers back when he was interviewed. He now has 212. But let's see if we can get him over the 300 mark, guys. The last underscore Burbank on Twitter. And Amy, what's your personal handle?
1: Um, I'm at Madam Woolite, and we're also at Pod.
0: Yeah. Well, let's get pod and Madam Woolite some more follows on Twitter. <laughs> uh, you can email our show at littlewebbandmiggen at gmail.com, and you can email submissions for Amy's show at
1: pod at gmail.com.
0: Excellent. Our voicemail number is 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. Amy?
1: Ours is 731-400-BUDS, and I forgot the numbers for
0: it. <laughs> I think you B- can spell it out, guys. That'll be fine. <laughs> uh, so we'll do our outro now, and then we'll play the show. And then one other last note. This show is so old from our archives, it doesn't even have our usual Smitten's intro music. This was before... We had our Smitten's interviewer uh, interview on the show, so uh, enjoy some retro intro music. And with that, this is the next party. And uh, I'll do Mike's part two. (laughs) We love you, Jen, even though you put Celine Dion uh, singing Beauty and the Beast on your iPod.
2: Nailed it.
3: Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are a twice-weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the Too Beautiful to Live radio show slash podcast. On Monday mornings, you'll get a full recap of last week's shows to tide you over until Fresh TVTL comes out. But this is the Saturday show where we bring guests on to talk about their relationship with TVTL, play their favorite segment from history, and hash it over. I can't do the show all by myself, so Jeremy Holmes, a Stunningly handsome man, a Snohomish County 9, easy, is close by to steer the ship. But as always, I'm joined on the air by the lovely Christy Wise. Hello, Christy. Hello, Mike. Well, Christy, I want to get right, right into it today. I'll just do – I'll, I'll lay out what we're going to do, but we gotta, we got to introduce this guest. Uh, I have some things that I must discuss, and then we are going to interview uh, – this is probably the best guest we've had on so far because I personally don't like Andrew. So that wasn't really a get for me. But this gentleman, I've enjoyed him on TBTL, and he, he's a legend for many reasons. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you David, the real bow tie Burbank, wearing a t- bow tie right now. Hi, David.
4: <laughs>
5: hey, Mike. Hey, Christy. How's it going?
4: Good. Thanks for coming on.
5: Oh, yeah. Thanks so much for having me. It's real nice
3: to be on. The clip that uh, David has selected for us tonight is a very early clip uh, from the show. It's from January of 2008, and it is the Defend Yourself iPod edition, and this is where Luke and Jennifer uh, exchange iPods and see if they can find some embarrassing songs on there. So we'll play that, we'll talk about it, and then we're going to do a little game of Defend Yourself um, LRB ipod edition we didn't have a chance to exchange ipods because we're in three different places but we each looked at our ipod and picked out a couple of probably what we thought might be the most embarrassing things but things we can defend on our ipod of course i'll let you know how to get involved toward the end and uh, there's a lot of housekeeping that needs to get done tonight but first a couple things that we must discuss and i want to get your opinion on on this too david um the on the show the, are you up to date on on tbtl right now david
5: Uh, I am, I think two days behind. I listened to Monday's show. So,
3: okay. So I think you might've heard when they were talking about other people's podcasts. Yes. Yeah. I thought you guys were going to get a mention. They were, they were going through their list and we know they don't listen. We know they don't listen, but can we get some downloads guys? Right. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying you have to listen. Just get it, delete it, get it, delete it. Come on, man. (laughs) What is this? (laughs) And no mention. I mean, you could at least say it's not for us, you know, because because they're talking mess about us. But everyone else should listen to the LRB. I was, I don't know, I, I was personally very <laughs> insulted. I I almost considered quitting the show right there, but I've already quit another <laughs> show this week. So <laughs> so well, and it's gotta so, be flattering. I couldn't do it
5: uh, for for Luke and Andrew. I mean, to have a podcast about their podcast. If I had a sure. podcast about me, you know, I would be mentioning it as, as often
3: yeah, as possible. Yeah, you'd so. at least subscribe to it. Exactly. You know.
4: Minimum. Christy, did you hear that, and, and how did you feel? I did, and I wasn't surprised. Mm. They don't like the show. They won't listen. Yeah. <laughs> That's we, true. I don't even know, because we told them that once it's split, I feel that the Saturday show's is listenable for them because they yeah, they, can, you know, they can hear their brother. They can hear old, old episodes. It's um, Mike keeps, keeps a leash on his meanness. Um, <laughs> so I think it's pretty safe. And well, that leash Aiden, is off now.
3: That leash is off now.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, Aiden really wanted Andrew to listen to his episode. So hopefully yeah. he did.
3: I hope so. Well, um, that, that was my, that was my bitch of the week. But, uh, something that I, I need the listeners to do, we need the listeners to do, is uh, to go to this USA Today poll where our listener, uh, Dana Steele, who teaches science at Marysville Pilchuck High School, th- their football team is up for men's, or sorry, boys' um, team of the year uh, in the in the USA Today, Western Washington team of the year. And they're neck and neck with Ballard Soccer. So we'll put the link in the show notes uh, Pape if you can do that, and we we needed to, to get them over the edge. they had a they had a killing they had killings at their school this year. Let's let them win something for God's sake. Ballard soccer, who cares? Ballard soccer <laughs> okay all right, that's all I had uh Christy, I guess I'll hand it over to you and and there won't be any more meanness. This is the Saturday show, and we finally have on a guest that I really really like, not Andrew Walsh, so
5: <laughs> oh. Thank you, Mike. That's nice to hear, especially since the segment that I've done on TBTL is about your least favorite subject, which is Song of the Summer. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs>
4: um, so I'm just going to start interviewing you. Um, All right. When did you – well, hello, David. Welcome on the show. Hi, Chrissy. Um, thank you. When did you become a 10?
5: Um. Well – when the when the show first first aired, uh, my whole family kind of, well, my whole family who was still living at my parents' house, we all sat down and and listened to it. Uh, my parents almost immediately uh, disliked the show because they thought <laughs> Luke was uh, falsifying stories and oh. Uh, oh. and you know getting facts wrong. Especially my mom. My dad didn't really care either way, but uh. Uh, you know my mom gets angry when. She's set in a, you know, unflattering light, you know, as, as being cheap or, or frugal or whatever, which Mm -hmm. Luke tends to, tends to say about her. Uh, and then, but I, I immediately, uh, kind of enjoyed the show because for the past few years before the show started, Luke had been in, in LA and New York. And so I, uh, you know, I didn't really talk to him or see him very often. So it was, it was kind of a, Yeah, exactly. It was, it was nice to hear his voice and I automatically, as I'm sure every 10, uh, felt, I automatically felt a lot of compassion towards Jen just because, you know, she was pretty amazing. Uh, and Mm -hmm. then Sean was hilarious. So, um, right off the bat, uh, I would listen. I had a little, uh, green AM FM radio that I would, that I got for Christmas one year. Uh, and I put it near my bedside and I would listen and, and go to bed after the show. And so, you know, that was kind of the progression. And then I took a couple years off, uh, from listening to it just because I don't know, I wasn't, wasn't really keeping up to date after, uh, it became a podcast because I didn't really understand what that was.
3: Yeah. You mentioned, Um, you mentioned before the show, David, that you're kind of a, you're, you're kind of a non-computer savvy for a young person. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was led so to So you believe... were about 14, 15 and just didn't didn't want to figure out the podcast thing yet.
5: Right, exactly. And I actually didn't figure out about podcasts until uh, I started listening to a Harry Potter podcast because I was very obsessed that with that. That is awesome. Yeah, I listened to uh, this podcast called Mugglecast. Okay. I'll give a little plug for them. They were great. Cool. Um, and so then I I kind of got into the podcast world and I started listening to... Luke and uh, Jen when she was still on. And then obviously when Andrew came on, he became my favorite part because I can't say no. that Luke's my favorite part because that's <laughs> yeah. weird. He's now, my brother. So <laughs>
3: let, let me say, cause I, I was reading your submission and let me say that there, there's no shame in being, uh, being proud or being, I don't know of admiring your brother's skills. Cause I was thinking when I read that, uh, that my brother, he's five years older than me. So, you know, we're a little closer in age, but I used to love to watch him play baseball, especially pitch. He was masterful at it. I was a good, I was a good player. He was a great player. I loved watching him, and I would have loved watching him whether he was my brother or not. So I, I don't think there's any shame because Luke is good at what he does. I mean, Definitely. all joking aside, oh, yeah. Luke and Andrew are very good at what they do, and and it's okay. Do you do you ever tell Luke that you actually enjoy him, or do you always just just lay the compliment on Andrew? Uh,
5: (laughs) I try to mostly lay the compliment on Andrew because I know Andrew (laughs) needs it.
3: (laughs) Oh, right. You know, you're right. And Luke
5: tends to tell Andrew when I've complimented the show or when I've complimented him. And uh, Mm -hmm. I've heard appreciative words back from Andrew. So, you know, it's, you know, I, am kind of, uh, taking care of what, who needs it the most.
3: (laughs) Very compassionate of you.
4: Yes. Um, so is your girlfriend a 10?
5: No, I mean, I wouldn't even consider her an 11. She's heard oh. one or two shows, uh, the shows that I were, I was on pretty much, uh, the Song of the Summer shows. And she liked my part. She found what Andrew and Luke were doing. Uh, she thought it was interesting, but she felt really weird about the fact that she was just kind of listening in on two people having their conversation. She felt like a mm-hmm. voyeur almost. Okay. Um, yeah.
4: Yeah. I can see that. Let's see. Okay. These are, these come from the page. Um, oh, okay. did Luke ever put you in mortal danger? See the moped story.
5: <laughs> no, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think. Luke definitely encouraged a lot of, uh, dangerous and like adventurous behavior when my brother Sam and I were little. Uh, I mean, he used to like, He used to take me when I was a little kid and I would have a basketball in my hand and he would, you know, chuck me up to the basketball hoop and then I would just grab onto (laughs) it and just kind of hang up there. (laughs) Sometimes he would leave me for like uh, a couple minutes, but, (laughs) um, I think he learned his lesson by the time, you know, he was 30 and I'm a little kid, so became an adult. (laughs) So he is, yeah. What is it? 18 years? Uh, 20 years. 20
4: years 20 years yeah so he knew he should have known better yeah exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) okay um is there a moment when luke threw you under the bus
5: no um i'm sure i've thrown him under the bus before (laughs) you know when i was a little kid and and i did something i would you know tell my parents that it was him because i knew he was out of the house so he would never get in trouble or anything like that uh Mm -hmm. But no, I can't, I can't think of, of any, any instance where he's kind of sold me out because he wanted, he always wanted to make a good impression on my little brother or my older brother, Sam and I, just because we're his little brothers and, you know, he wanted to try to have us not knock up a girl at 17 type thing. So,
4: you know, so as long as you, did that you were the best son, right? Uh,
5: yes, that's what everyone always tells me, <laughs> that I'm, I'm the best because I, uh, I've experienced all of my other siblings' experiences as well. Um, mm-hmm. which, I don't know, might be true. I mean, gotten to UW, I must have some, some sort of,
3: you know, to me. Yeah. Go dogs. Yep. Just don't do as I do after you've attended the UW.
4: Right, don't rob those.
5: <laughs> Right, right, right. That was actually when the show first really hooked me. Uh, TBTL was Mike the week that you were on, uh, telling, telling your story. So, you know, you were, you were a legend, uh, like, you know, a myth. The, your story was fucking <laughs> How much did you me.
4: pay a mic? Tell the truth. <laughs> I, 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 I obviously don't him.
5: think that now. You know, I, I've lost all respect. Yeah. Since right. You. Started making a podcast it's, about a podcast, but uh, that's embarrassing. When I was young, it's, definitely.
3: Yeah, hey, um, I have a, another question on the angle that Christy was taking. Um, it, the, it cut out a little bit, so I didn't hear the exact question that she asked, but I, I think I, I've got the flip side of that. Um, she asked you if, if Luke had ever put you in any danger. Uh, we know that he goes big dog and he gets protective of Andrew. Is he that way with the siblings? Has he ever really gotten your back or one of your? Brothers or sisters back that you really amazed you how much he stepped up and took care of, took care of business.
5: Oh, definitely. Well, I mean, I don't know if there are any actual instances, but any time that you know, um, my older brother Sam and I would tell a story about you know being bullied. Like we weren't really bullied, but ever since I started wearing bow ties, you know, Silverdale douchebags will say, "Sorry, Aiden." Mm-hmm. Silverdale d bags will say. <laughs> what they're going to say about, you know, a guy in a bow tie. Uh, and so I remember one time, um, I was at a stoplight and I had a bow tie on and these two guys who I knew were dropouts from my high school who like graduated a few years above me, but were still driving their Honda Civics with their huge mufflers. You know, uh, I heard them, you know, saying, saying some impolite words, uh, about me because of the bow tie. And so I tweeted something about it and Luke automatically got all up in defensive of, you know, saying he was going to go beat the crap out of those guys and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, he's always going like
4: I'll be there in two and a half hours. <laughs>
3: <Right>. <laughs> Keep him right. at the light. <laughs> but I imagine them being, um, did you go to a uh, central kids app? That's right. Yep. Okay. I imagine being central Kitsap, that particular brand of D-bags, they, they weren't clever enough to make like a Brother Muzon reference or a Malcolm X. It was, it was just, it was just insults hurled at you.
5: Yeah. It was, uh, the, the F word, but the one usually used to describe, uh, people who are, you know, gay. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, I mean, it was hurtful, but like they weren't going anywhere with their lives. So. You know, who's who's really dead, down and out,
3: kind of <laughs> thing. Oh, uh, I let me ask you a question about um, you're you're at the UW now. You just finished your your freshman year, right?
5: Uh, well, my first year, but I actually that was technically my junior year because I did a running oh, okay. start program with my gotcha. community college.
3: Okay. So you're yeah. not going to be there. You're not going to be there too long. No, but uh, hopefully
5: my girlfriend will be there for several years. So we're hoping mm-hmm. on you know I'll be in the area. <laughs>
3: What uh, what are you hoping to do with your degree? What are you pursuing?
5: Uh, well, I'm getting a, a majoring in communications, minoring in history, uh, which the history isn't relevant. I just really like history. Uh, David,
3: I'm starting to get worried. I did the exact same thing.
5: <laughs> <laughs> um, but long-term plans uh, would be uh, I would love to, Intern at uh, 710 ESPN um, uh-huh. because you know I love those guys Brock Salk,
1: Daniel. If only Neal, you knew someone
5: who I know that's the thing, it's so hard to get a foot in the door. When <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, it's gonna be impossible to get any, anyone um, to talk to you over
5: there. <laughs> that's right. Um, and I've known that I it would be smart of me to go into radio for a while just because mm-hmm. I, I could pretty much get an easy major with communications. I don't want to downgraded communications major, but it's, it's not nearly as hard as like an engineering no, major. It's not
3: very hard. No, uh, I got through and I was high as a pilot, <laughs> so.
5: <laughs> Um, so, and for a while I wanted to just do like either public radio or other talk radio, but I realized I don't either, I don't know that much about politics or I just don't really mm. care. Uh, mm. but what I do care about is sports. So that's, right. that's, that's what I'm going I'm for.
3: It. Yeah. Awesome, Christy. Did the listeners have any other questions?
4: Um, let's see. Kind of. Um, tell us something that would surprise us about Luke.
5: Um, gosh, that one—that one's thrown me a little bit. It could take a little time to come up with an answer for that. Can I? Can I give sure. a little—a little time to think?
4: Sure, Maybe he's such an open question. book that it's hard,
5: right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he he talks about you know his own bowel movements on the show, so there's <laughs> not that much that he's hiding.
4: Right. Um. Yeah, I'm know, not. I'm not sure. I know some people have asked if it's weird to have a niece that's older than you.
5: I'm sure it would be from uh, an objective standpoint, but. But you you don't know any different, right? I was exactly. I was literally born into that situation, so I don't know (laughs) any better.
4: It's always like people ask me if it's if it sucks to have my birthday at Christmas. Well, I don't know,
5: right? right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) totally. Uh, If I'm gonna go back and answer the previous question, I guess I don't know if Luke's ever said it on the show, but uh, my mom, you know, for all thirty. Nine years now of his life has called him Lucals Magukels. So, uh, and I understand I know he's never for sale. Show as well. So, yeah. so it's you know I'm free to say that. I like um, it. So yeah, we'll we'll call him Lucals at, at family get-togethers and stuff. So,
3: well, speaking of the family get-togethers, it sounds like so much better than any family get-together I've ever had. You guys seem to really. Have a great time together, um, yeah do you look forward to to the holidays as much as it seems like you should oh yeah, you know
4: I'm yeah, so yeah, yeah. jealous when he talks about Thanksgiving, oh man,
3: yeah, uh
5: yeah, we definitely have our pretty much all of our family are just really, really great people, so it's and now that all of us siblings are grown up uh there are there's a lot more to relate about, and so You know, I, Mm -hmm. where some of my older sisters like Liz and Sarah, uh, I could never relate to them when I was, you know, in my early years. Now I can actually talk to them about real stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really fun. Um, I no longer, I no longer fight with uh, Sam, my older brother, uh, because, you know, we used to fight because we were, we, there were two and a half years between us. So, you know as it goes, but yeah, Yeah. now we're actual friends, which is uh, a nice surprise.
3: You know, that happened with me and my brother too. When I got to be about 16, got to be big enough to, you know, put some hurt on him if anything went down, (laughs) then it's all cool, you know?
5: Yeah. And everyone used to tell me that, but you know, of course, when I was 11 and he told told me that I was adopted and shit like that, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it wasn't... (laughs) You know that wasn't at the front of my mind.
4: All older siblings have to say that.
5: that I know in the yeah. handbook. <clears throat> yeah, it didn't also- help that I had some serious anger issues. So, you know, chipped his teeth uh, a good, oh, no. good few times. Uh, but it's all good now. So,
4: also, what I've noticed about the Burbank family is you are a very great-looking bunch. You're all very, very handsome and beautiful. Uh, thank you.
5: And I agree. Uh, I mean, all of, all of my siblings are, you know, very, very good looking. We're all, uh, very slim, which we were blessed with, uh, you know, my dad's genes because he, he has not, uh, gained a pound since he was 16. So, oh, wow. um, you know, it's, it is, it's nice. It's, we definitely have the, the good looking privilege, uh, bubble Speaking bubble around of your- us.
3: Dad David um did you get your your love of Lord of the Rings from him or did you give it to him or is this something that grew together
5: Uh well so we we all kind of discovered it um at the same time I mean my my dad read me the hobbit when I was really little uh mm. and they had been watching uh the old cartoon um the Rankin and Bass cartoon of yeah, that's the some hobbit. That's yeah some wild
3: stuff had some crazy uh, looking stuff
5: very trippy. Um, they had been my, all of my siblings have been watching that, you know, since the, Mm. the eighties and nineties. So I was, I automatically knew the world of Tolkien, but then the second that, uh, the films came out, uh, everyone in my family became obsessed except for pretty much Luke. Uh, (laughs) and then, and then it was, it's pretty much just my dad and I who have stayed obsessed. And, uh, Mm. And suffered through the the Hobbit uh, remakes, <laughs> the Smog. The Smaug, although I thought I thought Smog was a pretty cool looking, pretty cool looking dragon in the new movies. I but thought so too. I that's mean, if, for another if you, podcast. So if if I you don't.
3: just you're gonna watch like three minutes of one of the movies, looking at that dragon might not be the worst thing you could right. do. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, your your parents like. How, how come your dad has never been on the show? Does he have no interest or Luke, Luke has no interest in having him on? Cause your mom's been a regular character. I
5: think my dad, uh, I don't want to say he's too boring, but he's just, he's too, he's too reasonable of a person to have <laughs> right. on the show in, in comparison to my mom, at least.
6: Yeah. Uh, okay.
5: Cause, you know, my mom's pretty nutty, uh, and just, you know, one of the most wonderful people, but, you know, very eccentric. And my uh-huh. dad, my dad is very he's he's pretty reserved uh and so you know i got most of my siblings got a good mix of the two, so you know we're mm-hmm. we're regular people who can function <laughs> you
3: all have your heads on <laughs> straight. with people yeah. yeah exactly uh Christy, did you have any other questions for David before I set up the clip
4: you said you said in your submission that you wanted to defend being a ten. do you feel like you you got that out
5: oh yeah, 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 I think so I mean. Uh, I pretty much just wanted to defend why, uh, I listened to, you know, a show with my brother on it when, you know, I, I now am in contact with my brother, you know, multiple days a week. And so it's like, why would I want to listen to more of him? Um, and just explain that at the time when it first came out, that was not the situation. So it was,
3: you know, it was a nice, that is actually pretty cool though. You know, like, yeah, that with, I, if, if, I, if you yeah, have a second that's like far away and like, they have a regular thing, they come on, you can hear all about their lives. And, you know, it's, it's a good way to keep up
5: for sure. Yeah, definitely.
3: Well, the clip, uh, that David chose was Defend Yourself iPod Edition from January 22nd, 2008. That had to be just a couple weeks after the show started, right, Kristen?
4: Yeah. Yes. Yes.
3: Yeah. Um, but they, they really, They were in their stride that night. It was a great idea. Um, Did, uh, whose idea was it? Did they even talk about that?
4: I don't, in the clip they do not. It must have just been Jen produced a segment.
3: Yeah. Um, But, but a great idea. They exchange iPods. Uh, They pick out, I think two or three of what they thought would be (laughs) the hardest to explain um, things off the other person's iPod. So, Defend Yourself was just coming into its own as a segment at the time. Um, people would come on uh, before and after this to defend different things that, you know, people thought they were crazy for liking or mm-hmm. people thought they were too into or whatever. So I guess uh, without any further ado, um, Pape, uh, guest producer Bobby Pape, play that clip.
6: You are now joining "Too Beautiful to Live" with Luke Burbank, already in progress on News Talk Seven Ten Cairo. Nobody
0: buys me. Nobody buys me. Either.
6: It's impossible for me to not feel happy when I hear that drop. This is a Ri karate instruction. Uh, if you're if you're going onto the YouTubes at some point, in fact, you know what? Tomorrow we'll put it up on our website. We need to contextualize some of these drops that we play, because they are just kind of coming out of... And right- that
2: one's clean. We can put that yeah. one up.
6: They're coming out of right field.
2: Oh, Ryan <laughs> is arising. You can see his stars are blazing.
6: Um, the Nobody Bothers Me is from this, I think, in the Washington, D.C. area, martial arts studio called jun and the song is called Nobody Bothers Me. And at the end, there's the two cutest kids you've ever seen going, Nobody bothers me. Nobody bothers me either. Wink. All right, it's 9 o'clock hour. It's time for our patented segment, Defend Yourself. Hiya! I I I played that. Oh, here. uh, I have the computer muted. Okay, well, let's just... Muted. Let's let's pretend. Let's hold on. Let's just Nobody noticed. (laughs) Nobody heard that. Let's just pretend like it never happened. Just act. (laughs) Let's pretend like it never happened. Ready? It's uh, 9 o'clock... TBTL, it's time the show where we play "Defend Yourself," <laughs> iPod <laughs> edition. Now, the idea behind "Defend Yourself" is that all throughout the week we're seeing things that are just really, really kind of a mystery to us. Be it somebody who's lowered their car to within an inch of the ground and has a racing seat belt and a racing fire extinguisher and a dream catcher hanging from the rearview mirror, mm-hmm. uh, or you know somebody who what's another example of something that happens
2: that's you're out to dinner in a nice restaurant and there's a woman at the table next to you actually wearing sweatpants
6: <laughs> so we wanted to create a segment where we but could but she did her hair <laughs> that's why she didn't have time for pants <laughs> so the segment's called defend yourself and uh <laughs> And t- tonight we're going to play "Defend Yourself" iPod edition. And what Jen and I have done is we have traded iPods, and we are going to we have selected songs off of each other's iPods. We are going to play some of those songs, a little sampling, and then the other person is going to defend why the song is on their iPod, why they like the song. Uh, and we have no idea how this is going to go, but we're going to try to fill the next hour with it. So let's hope it goes really well Um, and I'm going to kick off with a surefire one this is this is seriously no joke from the iPod of Jennifer Andrews
2: (laughs) oh I'm getting happy just thinking about it
6: shh 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 shh. don't speak (laughs) just let Lionel take you away say
2: For always that that's the way it should be say you
6: say me say you together all right jennifer andrews lionel richie yes say you say me
2: i it's love on lionel your Ritchie. ipod
6: defend yourself
2: Well, first of all, this movie is from White. This song is from White Nights. This movie starring Gregory Hines and Michelle Vorsakoff. And I saw it at the Harvard exit when I was like 15. And uh, Isabella Rossellini is in it. Love the movie. Love the song forever. It is connected in my mind to like trying to escape Russia in the middle of the night and like running for the American Embassy. I could just get excited about it right now. So the song is you like the song because because you
6: liked the movie.
2: Well, and I will not diss Lionel, and don't ask me to do it. I love Lionel Richie.
6: Don't you feel like his lyrics, though, left you a little wanting? I mean, oh, what a feeling when we're dancing on the ceiling. I mean, those words do rhyme,
2: right? And, and this song, particularly, <laughs> lyrically I had a dream completely. I had an
6: awesome dream. <laughs> People, People in, in the, the park, park playing games in the, dark. in the dark.
2: No, and what they played,
6: it was a masquerade. <laughs> but behind the wall of doubt, a voice was crying out,
2: "Say you, say me." Right. I don't know what that means, but I think it's involved with the fall of communism in '89. I'm pretty sure. Okay, fine. Um, That's I, pro-America right there. I,
6: I I'm going to give you. I don't. I'm just inventing a rating system now. I'm. I, Did
2: I defend myself?
6: Well, you defended yourself. Whether it was effective or not is another question. <laughs> um, okay, it was a part of a movie, part of your childhood. I'm gonna now. I'm gonna uh, disengage this iPod and give you the. Uh, handy-dandy plug in there. Now you okay. plug that little device into my iPod and uh, select a, whatever you think the most shameful song on my iPod is.
2: Well, I'm actually selecting a shameful artist.
6: Okay. Let's let her rip there. And you can also control the volume on there to All right. Sean out because I guess it's a little quiet. This is Defend Yourself iPod Edition.
2: Do you know why I've picked this artist?
6: I may not have any defense for this. Really? I I, I have to say, this may be the indefensible.
2: The first night of this show, if you weren't listening, I chose the bumpers. All the music that plays when we come in from commercials. And as each bumper played, Luke's countenance fell just a little bit more. Yes. Until you were actually kind of depressed, and you had to come talk to me about how, I need songs that I like. You know, is it okay if I blow all these out? But there was one that you couldn't even hold it in, and you had to, like... Attack me on the air, and it was Mr. Ben Harper.
6: Well, you know, and then I
2: find six Ben Harper songs in your iPod.
6: (laughs) You know how most most hatred comes from a a place that hits you really close to your heart. You know how people that are the most homophobic maybe right a little something going on or
2: when you really hate somebody you might just be in love with them right, Mm -hmm.
6: Um, or maybe they killed your father. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> One of the two. I have a very complicated relationship with Ben Harper. This is not even a defense of this song. Let me just start by saying I should not have this song on my iPod. It's not good music, in my opinion. But when I was a freshman at the University of Washington, maybe you've heard of it, and Arun Narayanan and I were bunking in McMahon Hall, I, someone had this Ben Harper CD, and I think because I was a freshman and I hadn't really been exposed to a lot of different music, it, it somehow seemed good to me. I also owned a Bob Marley legend. I used to rock out to that. There was It's kind of like girls that go away to college and end up kissing a whole bunch of boys who are lame, but they've just never been around a bunch of boys that weren't from the small town high school they went to. Right. Musically, that was happening to me. Right. I went,
2: Your was, only musical experience was a pretend visit to Wham.
6: A pretend visit to Wham. Uh, Colby, the singing... Christian computer, Salty the Singing Psalm book, and other things that were drawn from various Christian musicals that I was a part of. So at that point, anything that wasn't released by Maranatha music sounded pretty amazing.
2: Or maybe a little integrity hosanna. uh,
6: uh, I'm a mighty warrior dressed for battle. (laughs) Uh, You don't want to throw down on integrity with me. You do not want to make this about integrity. I see that. We used to get the tapes in the Burbank household every month. Okay, so I'm I'm only making it I'm only digging the hole deeper with uh, with with my look I can't defend it the Ben Harper I'm lame oh oh, but here's here's the reason why it's on my iPod because there's this thing that happens when you are listening to a lot of music during some important part of your life where you just get kind of connected to the music and it it stops being about the song altogether and I think some small part of me likes that Ben Harper music because it just reminds me of being a freshman and how exciting that was for me to, I think to that's have a this good whole defense. new life. And so it's it's like comfort food. It's like the potatoes au gratin of music. That stuff <laughs> is not good. It's full of fat. My dad once busted his tooth on some potatoes au gratin that <laughs> my mom made because they were dehydrated potatoes, and this one had not had any water, so it was like a piece of uh, asbestos. <laughs> But without getting too much into potatoes, I rotten. the Ben Harper. It must just rem, it must somehow represent some kind of warm, safe place in my life. Okay, um, but I don't. But 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 you know, you got me good. You you wounded me. Thank you. You with your very first. <laughs> <laughs> this is like. Uh, well, I was going to make an obscure boxing reference, but now I won't. Let's let's please move on. Uh, I had a Ben Harper song from you on there, which I
2: will now not use. I will go to something. Well, I think it's well documented that I like Ben Harper. So we don't even have to go there.
6: This I thought I was hearing this song at the gym. Except it uh, today except it was actually uh, the other one that she did right. that sucks equally.
2: Oh goodness. I'm sorry. You're going to say Jewel sucks? Are you kidding me? I agree that it sucks as workout music, but she's a poet. Oh. Are you. She's a
6: poet? Because. Because.
2: Yeah. Because. If Akon um, can be a poet. Well, I would then also. Jewel say, can be a poet. No, Akon. No money, to <laughs> No,
6: Akon's not a poet. Okay. In my opinion. Look, Jewel may write lyrics that rhyme. It's uh, 6 a.m. and so far from where I've been. Those <laughs> do rhyme. I would personally say she's not a poet.
2: Would you say she has an amazing vocal range? I mean, she. Her voice is amazing. Sean, can you turn
6: this up a little bit? Or is this as loud as it goes? You
2: stood in my with nothing to say.
6: Doesn't that sound a little overwrought to you? Well, it does. But I mean, the song is called These Foolish Games Are Tearing Me, Are Tearing Us notice, Apart.
2: In case, hey, in, yeah, case in case you didn't
6: you see, notice, in case you didn't see,
2: this is my heart, this is my heart. <laughs> It's and, bleeding before you. And as a as a fellow karaoke singer, you should know that when a drunk girl gets up to do foolish games, and you see that she's actually telling her own story, and she's like, "It's tearing me, it's tearing me," and like the tears are coming down. Oh, it's awesome.
6: Awesome. I want to give her a doll so she can point to where the bad man touched her. <laughs> it's a disturbing view into someone's life of abuse <laughs> at witness at the Mandarin Gate. Yeah. Well, where that
2: should not be happening. Jewel music is—it's very for a very specific purpose.
6: What's that purpose, if you can
2: say on the radio? It's when you want to indulge, feeling bad and having a bad day, and you want to—you know, there's sometimes where you're like, I just need to go for a run, or I need to go do this or that to get out of this mood. But sometimes you want to just wrap up in a blanket, eat chocolate chip cookie dough, and listen to Jewel. Okay, okay. It's it's wallowing music.
6: Wallowing music. All right, I can hear that. I can hear that. I think that that's a pretty. It's a better defense than I mounted for Ben Harper. I have to give you that much. All right, this is TBTL. I'm loving this segment. This is my favorite segment we've ever done. I hope hope you guys are enjoying it, Belk family, (laughs) because you're the only people still listening. It's 918 on Newstalk 710 Cairo. Uh, We'll be back in just a moment on TBTL. This is Dave Ross for three full hours from 9 a.m. until noon, spreading drive-by wisdom to the masses, one listener at a time. Right now, it's too beautiful to live on Newstalk 710 Cairo.
2: This
6: is TBTL on Newstalk 710 Cairo. Our website is tbtl.net. You can email us. You can give us your thoughts on, uh, on our musical taste. You've caught us right in the middle of a segment we're titling Defend Yourself,
2: Hi-ya!
6: iPod Edition. Uh, Producer Jen and I have traded iPods and have been thumbing through them and finding some of the the more embarrassing selections on uh, on each other's iPods, and we're playing them, and then the other person has to give us a a, a good reason why they would have that song. They have to defend themselves, essentially. And uh, Jennifer hit me hard with Ben Harper, Welcome to the Cruel World. Um, but, you know, you knocked me down, but I got back up <laughs> with Say You, Say Me, Lionel Richie, yeah. and also I felt like I delivered a, a pretty intense blow with uh, Jewel, uh, what was that song called? Foolish games. Foolish games.
2: You you did you started by going to definitely the cheesiest song on my iPod was say you well, say
6: Me. Well, I've got some more. Oh, you've <laughs> got some more. But but I'm sorry, it's it's uh, it's your turn. No, you
2: go ahead. You go next. No, no, no. I just went with foolish games. Okay. Hey, Sean, can you uh, hit this? Oh snap! Oh snap!
0: Oh snap! Oh snap! Oh snap! Are you ready
2: for this?
6: Yeah, they ain't ready for this.
2: <laughs> I hope so.
6: I started
2: trembling, I into a
6: woman. to you. I
2: What's my point? The lyrics are humiliating and degrading and embarrassing and don't make sense, and it's not proper well, First grammar. of all, they make perfect sense. The grammar, she's leaving out, you know, adjectives and verbs um, and prepositions. Well, that's, you know, that's
6: why people listen to dance music is for its strict adherence to, uh, <laughs> uh, what's the, uh, Strunken White. That's absolutely <laughs> yeah. why you listen to it.
2: Look, I- I'm the sorry. Siren. I mean, that's embarrassing.
6: Have. Can you say that when this song comes on, you don't feel the undeniable urge to start kind of moving in your seat a little bit?
2: I do feel the urge. And I have to actually say, no, don't dance to this. This is not good.
6: Don't dance to this.
2: Yeah, I have to say that to myself. Oh, you have to
6: tell yourself.
2: Because yes. you're right. The instinct is to start to boogie. I Look,
6: Fergie to me is this... She's... So good at doing what she does, which is make and really, it's Will I Am, the guy from He's Black Eyed Peas. Producer, He's right? The, yeah, she's just a she's a puppet on a string. He writes these things and, and crafts them into these little gems. But I'm I'm not kidding. Her last record, uh, what was it called? Fat, not fabulous. A uh, glamorous mm-hmm. has
2: glamorous.
6: That song is really interesting too. It she has all her songs have all these great tempo changes. You're hearing right now. So it's like and again, this is all will. this is not her. They are, I think that they're incredibly well produced songs. I think they're funny. I'm such a lady, but I'm dancing like a hoe. She's the great she's feeling the effect from the, the great Greg goose. Mm-hmm. I think the videos are kind of winning. and I know that it's not uh, it's not interesting music or indie music and it's the opposite of everything I usually like. but it's so good at being what it is that i I kind of now I will say this it's not very appropriate music for kids. Like if you have, I have a thirteen-year-old daughter, and I, I like this song, but but you can't really listen to it around your kid because it's right. pretty vulgar. Well, this is the clean version, but yeah. So that's that's a, a I think a fair criticism of the song.
2: But okay, so what about Big Girls Don't Cry? That's bad. That's just a bad song. I
6: think that's a terrible song, and yeah. you you would not have found that on my iPod. Right. Yeah. Right. It's not a song I would rock out to, but um, you got me trippin', which is the latest song out mm-hmm. from that record, and uh, f- uh, glamorous because you know the whole thing with. She was on the streets. She was addicted to meth. I
2: know. She wet her pants. I know the whole story. Um. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe you should turn the
6: mirror around because it sounds like you have a certain appreciation for uh, uh, Stacy Ferguson. <laughs> I don't know if I properly defended that, but I'm just going to tell you that, like the Ben Harper, that made me embarrassed. The the Fergie, I don't. I don't know. If I'm out somewhere and that song comes on, I am excited. I am happy that that is happening. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Now this is TBTL. Oh my gosh, we got to do a break. Um, But I just before we do that, I just want to give people a little, uh, a little sample of uh, (laughs) of uh, of what what we'll be hearing on the other side. We have
2: no idea what each other has chosen, by the way. (laughs) I'm even going to give you a preview. Oh, this is on Jen's iPod. Oh, my word, I love this This is song. not
6: a stunt iPod. Hey, you know who's singing it? It's Celine. It's not even Angela Lansbury. It's
2: not even <laughs> real Disney. It's not even Mrs. Chip.
6: That's right. So coming back uh, from the break, we will get Jennifer to, depend- to defend that. Deplorable selection on her iPod. I feel like I'm being meaner about it than you are. I'm sorry. I don't want this to be about hurting no, I feelings. Don't. I don't want this to be about hurting feelings because I love you.
2: I love that song. I'm so excited to hear it and right. sing along.
6: Uh, hopefully, the uh, the listeners are. or Hopefully, the <laughs> listener is too out there. It's TBTL on News Talk 710 Cairo. Stick around. Oh,
0: <laughs> looks just like I don't care looks just like, whatever.
6: Except when it comes to my iPod, when I'm being called out for having Ben Harper on there. Well, okay, that was... That, in fairness, was uh, pretty shameful of me to have that on there. This is TBTL on News Talk 710 Cairo. I'm Luke Burbank, I'm here with Jen Andrews. We're in the midst of a segment we call Defend Yourself, iPod edition. We have traded iPods. And uh, and we're playing some of the more questionable selections on each other's iPods, and uh, it then is incumbent upon the person whose iPod it is to explain why the heck that music would be on their iPod. And uh, let's get right into another selection from Jen's iPod.
2: Listen to her voice. And this, it's gorgeous. That control is amazing.
6: Oh, good. I haven't heard enough Peebo Bryson lately. <laughs> Excellent. He's coming to the Emerald, so Emerald to Queen
2: Casino.
6: I'm sure, he is. To deal blackjack. Not to sing. That's <laughs> the same yeah, thing. All right. Um, I understand if you have a young child, like. I saw Beauty and the Beast in the theaters because my daughter was four, maybe, and and, uh, I enjoyed Angela Lansbury's Warbling, Uh, (laughs) but to be a a grown-up girl who goes on the big girl potty and has this song on her iPod, I don't exactly understand it. Could you please explain?
2: (laughs) I'm blushing a little bit, but I... Really, all that I can say is I truly think the song is beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's beautifully written. It's beautifully conducted. Their voices are gorgeous. It builds. It crescendos. I just think it's a gorgeous, beautiful song. That's all I can say about it. I didn't see the movie. It's not any kind of connection. The movie's to actually
6: well. It's not great, but the movie's. You know, if you have kids, mm-hmm. it's certainly there's worse ways you could spend a couple hours. But so you just heard this on the radio? Were you listening to Lights Out?
2: <laughs> uh, maybe it was on the station that that's now defunct Classy.
6: <laughs> that was one of the greatest radio station names <laughs> of all time. K L S Y why Classy. That's Classy.
2: I don't, you know, I was probably driving around late at night and flipping around, and I came upon it and thought, oh, that's gorgeous. And I remember I bought the little single, the little the little cassette tape single.
6: I can just, like, to me, this is just like...
2: Listen to this. Listen to how gorgeous she sounds.
6: Well, as a faithful listeners of the show will tell you, we are not Celine Dion haters. We even had a guy on the very first show to talk about the, the more laudable qualities that Celine Dion mm-hmm. possesses that are lost on a lot of people like me.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, well, and we came up with an interesting thing, which is that you can appreciate her as a person, yes. but you don't appreciate her music. And right. I have the exact opposite. I can appreciate how gorgeous her voice is, but I think she's a ridiculous person. Hmm.
6: All right, well... Uh, I guess we'll have to agree to disagree on that. I don't know if you really defended it. I don't think I did. You just kind of said, "I love it."
2: I, I really do think it's a beautiful song, and that's all I'll say about that.
6: I just, I hear <laughs> that, and I just feel like I should be calling Delilah. I should be a woman, and I should be calling Delilah to talk about my my husband, who's uh, going to be shipping out <laughs> to Ramstein Air Force Base, and that we're really going to miss him. And could you please play Beauty and the Beast? Beauty and the Beast. For us, it's our song. Okay, this is Defend Yourself iPod edition on uh, TBTL on News Talk seven ten Cairo. I'm Luke Burbank with producer Jen Andrews. We are we've actually swapped iPods. These are not stunt iPods. These are actually our real iPods and we're just kind of quickly thumbing through them and then making fun of the music on the other person's iPod and the other person then has to defend themselves. So Jen, what have you for us?
2: Alright, this is a song that I just simply don't get. And you are not alone in liking it, and so I just want to know, what is it about this song? Because I've always wondered. And you don't need to hear any more, because this just repeats ad nauseum for the next seven minutes.
6: I've got to give you full marks, Andrews. (laughs) You know, most people only have one Achilles heel. (laughs) I've got two, and you hit both of them. Um, I don't know. Look, Coldplay had this song "Yellow," which I liked, and uh, you know they were from England and they were getting played on KCRW in Los Angeles, which is a kind of taste-making station. And Nick Harcourt, the DJ there, is a cool guy. So it was a period of time when Coldplay was not as famous, and if you heard them on KCRW, you were kind of like, "I'm cool." And that was when I heard them and when I thought, "Okay,"
2: but then kind I started pre Gwyneth.
6: It was pre-Gwyneth. It was um, what I'm not trying to act like I was down with Coldplay. I'm just saying, they there was a period of time when they weren't as super famous in the U.S. And when I heard that song "Yellow," I thought, "Hey, this is a pretty good song." Um, and so, and in fact, that whole CD, what's it called, "Parachutes"? Because uh, this is Rush this, of Blood. This, yes. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm just giving that. you the backstory. Okay. The backstory. So, "Parachutes," their first album, I thought was actually pretty good. I thought, and and again, it wasn't quite as like everywhere as it then became. So I thought, okay, it's pretty good. And I got sort of into them, and and I guess I just, it, it built from there. But now, but let me say this. I have probably not listened, voluntarily listened to a Coldplay song in two years. So this may not be a great, a great... Um, okay. This is, this, is the, this is a kind of a, a bad comment on Coldplay is that I really liked them for a while, and now I'm embarrassed they're on my iPod and I don't listen to them anymore whereas the songs that are really good I will keep listening to I'll go back and listen to again and again of other bands this is not one of them so um, yeah thank you very much you've wounded me Uh, Ben Harper and Coldplay (laughs) you did it you just did it I quit (laughs) I
2: quit (laughs) you can't quit
6: you know what Sean just do the rest of the show (laughs) see how it feels to have somebody All right. well uh, what's next on the iPod I uh I don't have an iPod. <laughs> all right, I'll find then. I'll th- then. Okay, I'll th- why don't you take over, Luke? I'll th- take over again. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, all that right, was good. a
2: Great interlude.
6: Yeah, yeah. I, I need to. Um. Uh, okay. Let's. Uh, let's see. What time is it? Okay. We good. We got time for this. This is a good
2: one. This is off of Jen's iPod. Uh. Oh, this makes me happy too. Oh my god. Oh, I love the song. Serious? I love the song. Do you live in
6: a Starbucks?
2: Ah, this song is unabashedly romantic. It makes me feel lovey, which is my favorite way to feel.
6: (laughs) Don't you feel like Michael Buble is
2: so phony? No. I think he's totally romantic and genuine. I gotta be honest. I don't, I've
6: never listened to him before. I thought he just like did Frank Sinatra type covers.
2: Well, I don't like those. I like he has three songs that he wrote, and this is one of them.
6: This is Michael Bublé. by the way, Bublé. Uh, I just feel like this is this is music that you should listen to while you're sitting in your living canasta. room that's f- full of IKEA furniture, <laughs> and it, you know, like. I don't know. It just feels to me too manicured. Too. That's why I said, "What do you live in a Starbucks?" It just mm-hmm. feels like
2: mm-hmm. it feels. Phony. Well, it is pretty. I mean, that's true. It does. It. It's not talking about the streets. There's no. There's no hard times. It's there's no. It's not about music. the war.
6: Yeah. So, but you just you just like it. That's see. I feel like we've kind of come back to this now where your defense of the last two uh, songs have just been I like
2: them. My defense of the last song is that it's a gorgeous song. It's beautifully conducted. It's gorgeous. My well, defense of this is that it makes me feel romantic and in love and like I can just take it all on. But can't you feel
6: that way from like a band like Cat Power? Yes. Someone that yes, isn't someone that isn't being crammed down your throat every time you walk through a mall the moldy a-
2: peaches song at the end of Juno it may- gave me the exact same feeling the song does I right. felt okay, so, so in soaringly that case, in love
6: imagine that you've got the moldy peaches and you've got Michael Bublé one of them is Starbucks and one of them is your local coffee shop why wouldn't you go to your local coffee shop if, you- if it was a coin toss
2: well there's a time for both because sometimes you're on the road and mm-hmm. you can't go to your local coffee shop, right. and you have to go to Starbucks because you know what they serve.
6: Right, right, okay. That's a, that's actually a fairly cogent defense. And
2: what I would say is that Michael Bublé, like I said, has three songs, whereas multi Peaches and Kimi Dawson have albums and albums. So right. I'm not going to defend Michael Bublé, but I will say this song is great to me.
6: All right, all right. Well, let's let's agree to disagree on that. Yes, but I appreciate okay. your candor and uh, in making yourself vulnerable as you did.
2: And I won this round
6: how did you win this round
2: I never gave in and you gave in twice
6: yeah because I'm more self aware than you like most <laughs> like like a true hipster I'm hyper self aware and I'm dressed like I just got done for my day shift at the linoleum store <laughs> so you may have won this round Andrews but this is to be continued okay, okay. all right um, Jeff Pojola what do you what do you have on your iPod besides Whitney Houston that you you would be ashamed of
1: <laughs> well actually I,
0: I uh, in, Went out to my car. I grabbed a, uh, a CD of of a bunch of stuff that I just dumped onto my iPod. And uh, I, I, Sean's got it here in the in the uh, studio, and see All if right, can
6: let's, let's hear this. Oh my gosh! Are you kidding me? This
2: pretenders are pretenders. awesome. Pretenders, that's nothing to be embarrassed of. Jeff, well, we're, we're, what else do
6: I have on there? We're, we're gonna to skip through a couple of tracks. Your brass and pocket. This is this is top shelf. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's a we're, classic. Jeff, we're gonna after the show. You and I are gonna sit down in the Cairo newsroom and we're gonna talk about <laughs> what a guilty pleasure is because the pretenders are just a pleasure. <laughs> that's good music.
3: Well, I, anything from the '80s, I'll, I'll love.
6: Okay. Okay, well, we'll, and we'll...
3: it's a little before my time.
6: We'll get into your Kaja Gugu collection. Hey,
3: there's nothing wrong with Kaja Gugu.
6: Okay. Thank you, Jeffrey.
3: I'm not too shy. This is Dory Monson offering three hours of outstanding radio entertainment from noon to three. But right now, it's too beautiful to live on News Talk 710 Card. I drink your milkshake. Okay, I've been accused of hating music. Uh, on on this podcast and others, I don't hate music. I just hate other people's music. Just kidding. <laughs> but what what I thought uh, was the greatest part of this clip was when Jen pantsed Luke with the Ben Harper, because he had been making fun of her for some Ben Har- some weepy or overly sentimental uh, song. By Ben for playing that as a bumper on the show. And then she looked on his iPod. and Of course, she said there were five or six songs right. by Ben Harper on there. <laughs> that was my favorite. Cause I don't think yeah. he saw that coming.
4: No. And I have to ask David, you are a freshman at um, the university of Washington. Do you like Ben Harper?
5: Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't dislike him. He's but... a junior. He's aged
3: out of it. So. Oh.
5: <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> You know, I just never, uh, haven't gotten into him yet. So I might at some point, you know. Um, I'm always open to, to new music as long as it's not Nickelback or Owl City or some other horrific, uh, cacophony of sounds as that. What's the
3: worst, um, what's the worst band or song out there right now? What really bothers you when you hear it on the radio right now?
5: Um, at the moment, it's not anything but. Last summer when it was, uh, that magic song, I hated it with such a passion. And my girlfriend used to, we called it rude rolling, you know, uh, she would rude roll me. She would be like, I've got this new great song that I want to show you. Um, and she would play it. Yeah I also would uh I would fancy roll her cuz she really hated uh that oh, yeah. was song, Alias on fancy and so sure. I, we were just rolling each other left and right
3: Did you ever pull that move we pulled on Andrew and load it into her car No although uh I I had
5: we we would share the same car last summer a lot and so uh-huh. uh I would just have it queued up and the volume sure. was really really sure. loud <laughs>
1: sure.
5: um, and she would just scream and
3: Hit me, and, you know—the <laughs> natural reaction. Right. Well, um, Christy, that that clip I, I thought was pretty polished for early on in the show. Uh, I also liked that uh, that Luke just—he didn't apologize. He just said Jewel sucks.
4: <laughs> I think that he did. Or Jen did a really good job of defending her songs, in whichever way that in her Jen way, and she really attacked Luke. You know what I mean? Like she just is like Ben Harper. How dare you? How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) Because she was
3: still hurt from that opening night, which was pretty fresh wound at that time. Because we're listening back to seven, eight years ago, that. His him insulting her musical taste on opening night of the show was a very fresh wound, you could tell. Right. <laughs> um now I'm tying this together now because David, you you've been on doing Song of the Summer and this you chose this as your favorite clip. Obviously the music is your thing. You 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 know, at least as far as T V T L goes, it's what you enjoy the most is when they talk music and when you can come on there and talk music, right?
5: Definitely. Uh when whenever Luke and Andrew talk about music, that's probably uh you know one of my favorite uh segments of the show, especially when they talk about when they're defending Kanye. Uh yeah. because I myself, um obviously Kanye's a a jackass, sorry Aiden. But uh
3: That's not that's not that doesn't meet sorry Aiden's standards okay. don't worry, right. jackass. Kanye's a that. jackass. Uh but
5: <laughs> I think I think musically, just because I am very into hip hop, I think he, as mm-hmm. a producer and a lyricist, I think he, he's, um, pretty talented. So I like hearing them defend him mm-hmm. and play music of, of his, you know,
3: his, it's fun. Well, I guess you would be the biggest music expert that we've had on so far. So, uh, Christy came up with the idea that we would do our own. Defend yourselves, LRB iPod edition. And since we couldn't exchange iPods, as I mentioned at the top, we had to choose a couple things that just didn't really fit in with the rest of the music that we have on our oh, iPod. and it was and,
4: supposed to not fit in.
3: Well, that's the way I <laughs> took it. It's like like if you'd be looking at my iPod and you would go, you'd be scrolling down, you go, what the, what is this doing here? Um, I have a yeah.
5: lot of terrible what? music on my iPod. Mike, Me too. So I, I find that <laughs> so it hurtful. was easy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I instantly regretted it as soon as I started looking for a terrible song, because they're all pretty mm-hmm. terrible, but I love them. That's the problem. Okay.
3: Well, Christy, you can run this segment then. You can decide who has to defend first and, and which song they're defending.
4: Okay. Oh, Mike. There she goes.
3: <laughs> oh, I hear I hear you. There's a laugh in Christy's voice. There's an actual laugh from David. <laughs> It's a, it's a very, it's very light fare. Let me say that. And, and, uh, what I'm hoping is that Pape will be playing these songs in the background. That's why we've provided the clips. So what you're hearing right now is there she goes. Um, I've heard it said as the LA's, it looks like the laws, but sharpshoot me, if you will. Do you guys even know?
4: No.
5: No, I've okay. never, uh, had the care to search
3: Well, here I am to defend myself This was a song that was used This version of the song A lot of artists have recorded this song But this version of the song was used in the movie So I Married an Axe Murderer And it was used Mm. in a montage segment Where Mike Myers was wooing Nancy Travis And this movie came out in 1993 And I was a fugitive at the time And I was seeing a lot of movies because that's what fugitives do. (laughs) (laughs) They go into dark theaters where no one can see them. And I saw that movie a bunch of times. I love that movie. I think it stands up. It's a good movie. Very funny. But that particular uh, montage and that song, it really got to me because my ex-wife looked a little bit like Nancy Travis. And I, I... course was a fugitive and i and i left my wife and child and i really missed them and so when that song would come on and that montage would play i'd sit in the theater crying and because i'm a crier and i'd sit in the theater crying and feeling sorry for myself even though i did i did everything to myself and and it hurt them horribly um but to this day that song comes on and i get a tear in my
4: okay okay i'll give you that um, uh, where, what do you
3: give my defense i, I on a on a oh. scale of one to ten what do you give my defense
5: uh I think it's hard to uh dis your defense when uh you talk about crying i think yeah, in general you, if, you tear it, up if I played at all, the crying that's, card that's hard crying, yeah there's the a, same a, card as Jen
4: stepdaughter. as Jen
5: usually plays. Right. Yeah. yeah
3: yeah all right so so take take your snickers and stuff them you two. <laughs>
4: Um, okay, I would like David to defend... Whew. I'd like to hear what you have to say about Party in the USA, because that's on my iPod as well.
3: Oh, well, uh, Miley Cyrus, everybody. Yeah,
5: I'm... Uh, I'm as, as I am with Kanye, I'm also defender of Miley. Uh, I think Party in the USA is one of the most iconic kind of summer jams uh, to come out in this... In my generation, at least. Like, when that guitar starts, no matter where you are, everyone's going to get up and, like, start moving. So I don't even know how much I have to defend it because I think it's just an amazing song. And Do you ever, do you ever DJ
3: up. or try to take over the jukebox or, or like, do you ever uh, inflict well, this song on people?
5: Oh, definitely. Uh, what I used to do a lot uh, is I would... Play, there's a Hood Internet remix with this song and um, Biggie Small's uh, um, Party and Bullshit, I think is what it was called. And mm-hmm. the mix is just awesome. And it let me listen to the Miley song while still feeling like I had a certain amount of dignity around my friends. So I would play that a lot. And now I just play the Miley version just because it's, it's awesome.
4: Well, Christy's not. Have you heard it?
3: No, I haven't. I don't think so. But it's probably one of those songs that I have heard. You know, because it's probably probably played a lot when it came out. But I don't know. I'll hear it when Pape plays it. I'll hear it. But you can't you can't jump on him about it because you have it on your iPod. So it's up to me Mm -hmm. to attack him. Um, But the only the only um, the only avenue I think I really have is to say. Would Miley Cyrus be popular based on her music alone if she hadn't already been famous and been cute? Like if she looked like the Alabama Shakes lady, would her music be popular? I like um,
5: it. Yeah, I, it's it's hard to say because obviously she, because of how popular she has become, she's had a lot of voice training. Yeah, there's really no way to and, answer it. Huh? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think she has a, a pretty great voice um, at this point in her life. But, you know, I couldn't, couldn't say whether she would become popular. I mean, it's it's also hard to say because, you know, Billy Ray Cyrus was her dad. Right. She had music throughout her entire life, I'm guessing. So, mm. you know, it's a
3: difficult question. Well, I'm going to put Christy on the stand now. Okay. Christy, since we're in this oeuvre... Uh, Call Me Maybe
4: Oh Mike Same reason as Party in the USA It was a summer anthem I could not get enough Do you of still it. listen to it? I still listen to it Because it's uh. on my iPod I will put it on on purpose I car dance to it It's the only time I've ever sang karaoke Was in Chicago with the Chicago 10s And we all sang that song It's amazing Agreed. It holds up I would I vote agree. for it today as song of the summer 2015. Okay.
3: David,
5: uh, love that song. Um, mm-hmm. It did become a little irritating, uh, <laughs> and I don't I don't particularly like Carly Rae Jepsen that much, just because she is kind of buddies with Owl City, who <laughs> I see as just some of the biggest scum of the earth. Um, <laughs> Because of something Ben Gibbard said on TVTO, uh, really? What do you say? Well, uh, that they pretty much stole the the hook from uh, Great Heights by the Postal Service. You know, his other mm-hmm. his side project, besides okay. Effect Cat.
3: I never heard about this. Oh, yeah. It was I a mean, good if episode. you listen,
5: if you listen to the songs uh, side to side, it's it's pretty uh, evident that. There was a huge influence. So, and also, I just I just don't like their music. Like it's just gross. Mm -hmm. Like I have a lot of guilty pleasures with music, but there's just
4: not. But Fireflies is not one of them.
5: No, no, (laughs) no, no.
3: (laughs) Well, speaking of guilty pleasures, back to you. I don't think there's any way you could have avoided this, David, with the parents and the generation that they're from. There's really no way you could have avoided James Taylor. Sweet um, baby James. But you didn't have to let him in. I mean, there's no way you could have kept him from knocking on the door. <laughs> but you didn't have to let him in. But here he is. James Taylor, Fire and Rain is is there. And I, I'm i not going to say it's bad music. It's certainly not. My, my problem with James Taylor and uh, Janice Ian, si- Simon and Garfunkel... All of those um, guys that came out of the '60s, early '70s, the folk rockers. Uh, no matter how, no matter what the lyrics are, no matter how uplifting it's supposed to be, or what a love song it's supposed to be, it all depresses the f out of me. I don't know why. It's probably my problem, but but you know, it's it's. Oh, I'll stop talking. But why fire and rain? Um,
5: well, that specific song was played a lot uh, through my childhood because my dad really liked James Taylor Uh, it was one of the songs in Remember the Titans which really influenced my my music listening in the day (sighs) that was a great Um,
3: soundtrack oh yeah
5: got some temptations on there oh, it's great
3: um disney's got some money man when they when they put together a soundtrack <laughs> they they just say hey we want this song this song and this song and they say but that's gonna be expensive and disney goes we don't
4: care no, check, right. get it check. yeah
5: and then more recently uh for all of the past two summers when i was working at tj maxx uh for the closing shift like the last pretty much the last song that we'll play before we closed was fire and rain so oh so it's it like was... a
3: jailbreak song for exactly. you exactly like...
5: yeah <laughs> it's closing time you know Semisonic you're, you're so... jumping out of
3: the manhole in the town square yeah. screaming i'm free <laughs> exactly so
5: and also i just i think it's a great song like it uh my brother sam had a a mixtape um that we were like playing in the in the Dodge Shadow that we drive um, mm-hmm. because it doesn't have a an iPod plug in, so we just had to play CDs. And Fire
3: and Rain. What's was the, one of the nickname songs for that there. car again? Give me the nickname for that car. Isn't there The Rad term?
5: Shad or the Sad right. Shad, depending on who you ask. <laughs> uh, depending
3: on depending on which which girlfriend you ask about.
5: <laughs> right. Um, anyways, so that song came on, uh, and neither Sam nor I was expecting it. But uh, we just sang the entire thing together and it
6: was it was,
5: you know, it was fun because it was kind of a, you know, an unspoken um, camaraderie that we had
3: together. Now I'm crying. Usually I get hungry during the show, but now I'm crying.
2: Great
4: defense. That song song always makes me tear up every time. Yeah. I don't have a brother, but if I sing it, it would be even worse.
3: (laughs) Uh, Christy. The, yes. the other song that you chose uh, I can't believe this is on anyone's iPod actually well
4: Mike this is even more embarrassing than just Glee version it's the Glee version go no. Chrissy I didn't know you were a Glee I am as well so no. <laughs> nice. somewhere over the
3: rainbow Glee version oh my god, <laughs> oh, god. I don't I was... know whether to quit the show or fire <laughs> you I don't know
4: or fire you and then quit
3: I don't know. I David's just, gonna be I here. Just, Our chairs are gonna be spinning, and David's gonna be all alone here in a minute.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I just want David to make me playlists. I think I think we have the same taste in music. Yeah, uh, yeah I think you do. <laughs> just finding this link, I listen to it on repeat at least twenty times before calling you guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I wonder. You wonder why why we're late and and running long every night. But it was just Christy's Christy was listening to, yeah. that's,
4: that's yeah. <laughs> listening to Glee. That's it. I pretend it's tech issues, but it's really, I'm just getting in the zone with the, right. like the Glee, Glee soundtrack. Right.
3: You're getting psyched. That's your ACDC. That's your thunderstruck. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
4: Well, it's really funny because I, I liked the show when it first came out. And so for some reason, my mom only bought me the like the soundtracks and Weird peachy folders or anything glee that she saw. That's what she would get me for Christmas <laughs> and my birthday.
1: Mm-hmm. And
4: um, I wanted to just, okay, we, we can be done. Because, I mean, CDs anyways, right? I can just get it yeah. from iTunes. And then um, the Somewhere Over the Rainbow, that song, specifically in that version with the ukulele, it just has a lot of meaning for me because my dad... Um, uh, two, I think, two years ago, got married to that. Walked down the aisle to, to that. Oh, wow. So I, I really just like it. And not uh, the Glee version. No, no, not the the. Um, I think his name is Israel. <laughs> He's Hawaiian. I don't know yeah. how to pronounce it. The his. ukulele version. Yeah.
3: Okay. Um, that's a pretty good defense, Christy. I, I will. <laughs> I'll give you that. And I'm going to listen to to that uh, later. And if it's anything like the. Fireball experience I had a couple weeks ago. Um, I will embarrass myself at like three in the morning by playing it over and over and over again. Because, uh, yeah, I have to admit, I didn't want to like Fireball, but I liked it. So.
4: That's the I, think that's I have to kill myself with, now. With him, is that you? at first you're like, what is this song? And then the second time, the third time, and then you're singing along.
5: See, yeah. I. I find uh, the featured artists in all Pitbull songs to be the best part of any Pitbull True. song. True. True. So, well, credit
3: credit to him for you know just getting passing off up. the. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Like, well, we need someone talented in this song, and clearly I'm not. So let's go find somebody fantastic right. to to mm-hmm. pull this off.
4: All right, Mike, your last one. I Got a Man by Positive K. <laughs>
3: Positive K, I got him. man. I doubt that either one of you's ever heard of this song.
4: Oh, I do.
5: Do you? I have. I didn't know what it was called, but I had heard it before. Oh, good. Yeah, so. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah.
4: Um, okay, here's
3: my defense it's a terrible song. It's, it's embarrassing. It's sexist. Um, it, this is like a 1992, 1993 hip hop song. Um, you can call it hip hop. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah. yeah it's. It's. uh. It's very candid. But here's the thing. My 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 ex-wife, she uh she got her MBA and her master's thesis was in the rap music industry. And we spent, you know, from 1989 when I met her until 93 when we parted so painfully. Um it was all about really hardcore hip hop. Um you know, uh, fuck the police. Sorry, Aiden, but but fuck the police. You know, honestly, um, all that all that type of gangster rap, and I liked it. I liked all of it, most of it, and she liked a, a lot of it. And we had to listen to it. And I would help. I was helping her with her thesis, and I would you know read all the stuff and listen to music, and 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 it was a kind of a collaborative thing. You know, um, getting her through this MBA but it was also serious. And so when when like hip hop songs like like Sir Mix-a-Lot um Swap Meet Louie or uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. 1 Time's Got No Case, you know, p- people that brought some humor to it. I like that. You know, I was like I need a break from the, you know, the the riot rap. Mm-hmm. I would like something a little... And and the song is all about some guy trying to pick up some girl who doesn't want to get with it, you know, because she got a man. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And any song with the line, I'm Big Daddy Longstroke and your boy's Pee Wee Herman. (laughs) How can I not have that in my iPod? Okay. How's that? Not as good as the other defense, but... No, I totally...
5: I, I like that uh, response because that defense because uh, I also have very kind of bubblegum hip hop that I like to listen to you know the Macklemore's and the such the, that exactly uh, stuff that could couldn't be further from uh, the streets right, but right, is right,
4: right. you know the about streets of Silverdale
5: exactly. Um, <laughs> But you know, it's it's nice. I'm a I can't be a Macklemore defender just because he has very little self awareness and mm-hmm. you know his his lyrics are pretty dumb. But uh, he's no regardless
3: K. I know this. <laughs>
5: <laughs> regardless, he uh, I have every one of his songs. So you know,
3: yeah. It's... I think I think if if you are in your late teens, it's federally required that you have. Macmore, If you're a white team, well, yeah, you have to I, have that. You're, if you get pulled over, you could get in big trouble if you don't have that in your iPod.
5: Well, yeah, and I, uh, I like to say that like I was one of the, you know, one of the beginners to to start liking Macklemore in the Pacific Northwest. You know, I, well
3: that Mariners song makes me cry every goddamn song, yeah. and the Dave Niehaus song. Well, just because every the time. Dave
5: Niehaus drop that's in it.
3: Yeah, uh, I can't. I'm I'm yeah. crying right
5: now. I am floating Gosh. away in a
3: sea of tears from all all the emotions I'm feeling today.
5: Yeah, I, I wish that I was alive back in ninety five when mm. when all of that all of that went down, but Amazing. fortunately not. That's the that's the manners that that I support. It's the manners yeah. that I wish I wish I still had. Yeah. None of this yeah. Fernando Rodney bullshit.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Give me the big so, unit.
3: So, at the end of this show, which is coming up pretty soon, at the end of this show, when David gives us a sign-off, he gives us a nailed-it, imagine him shooting an air arrow into the sky.
5: <laughs> After still letting two runs in, but somehow <laughs> right. speaking out a win.
3: No, here's what you do, David. At the end of the show, you you scream into the microphone and ruin everything, and then shoot an arrow into the sky. <laughs>
5: I hijack the system, delete the file for the show, and then shoot an arrow into the sky.
3: (laughs) Absolutely. All right. um, Okay, how to get involved with the show. The website is littleredbandwagon.com. Facebook, either go to the stands or our page. Our page is getting a lot of traction. We've been putting up some really fun pictures and posts. Uh, Jeremy put up uh, something with Luke's head on the uh, White Walker's body. Um. One of the most disturbing things I've ever seen, but I, I'm sure Luke liked it because he looked very slender in that, in that one. Um, personal Twitters, I'm at Drew McFrizz. Christy is at K-I-S-S-I-E-Y-E-S. Kissy Eyes. Kissy uh, Eyes. David is at the real bow tie. Or is there any underscoring there? Or is it just all There straight? is
5: underscore between the and real and real and bow tie, but bow tie is one word. So it's incredibly confusing, uh, which is why <laughs> I only have like 90 followers. But,
2: yeah. Everyone well, follow right things now. are
3: going to start happening to you now.
5: <laughs> Nobody spam me with with hundreds of mm-hmm. of fake followers, please. I it's have not a worth look- it. <laughs>
3: Yes. You have to ask so, for that. Yeah. Uh, the show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. I never see that, so if you have something mean to say, that's where you go. Uh, voicemail 802-432-TBTL, 802-432-8285. Uh, Christy, we have a lot of house to clean tonight, mm-hmm. and luckily we have – a uh, very, very attentive and close listener, David, to help us get through it. So, what's going on? What's going on in the house?
4: Okay, so we had our T-shirt competition, and I'll say the winners real quick. They've all contacted me, but they're mm-hmm. Corey Plucker, Naomi Hilliard, Sheila reach sh- sorry Sheila. Sh- why can't I say that Sheila. Sheila? Sheila.
5: <laughs> Just do it Sheila. three times. Let's get it in the clear.
0: Right. See <laughs> <Sorry. Say> it. <laughs> <sometimes>. Shalele. Shahula. <laughs> Shaniqua. Sheila
4: Reeks and then Kelly Fulkers. But Kelly already had one. So, well, well, Christy, let's stop
3: for a second. How you had these various sizes. How did you work that out?
4: Well, that's that's what's funny Um, is that so far three of them are okay. Mm -hmm. The last one I have, I don't know. So I'm going to draw a name right now.
3: Okay so what size is this shirt and and you're of course drawing the name right now but they're stuck with this size no matter what it is if it's not it doesn't fit exactly. them it's obviously suitable for framing
4: right right <laughs> okay are you ready yes, i'm using go. A, a randomizer so i put everyone's name into a website and isn't that a Britney
3: it. spears song <laughs>
4: <laughs> i think so okay
3: randomizer randomizer <laughs>
4: And, Randomizer. Oh Mike, you're not gonna Did like I win? This. Oh Joanne No, don't tell me, McCauley. don't tell me
3: Joseph Linus Jordan won.
4: <laughs> no. Joanne. Jo Ellen Oh, no, won. no,
3: that's even worse. No, nope, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. I will be Nope. <laughs> I
4: will be contacting nope. you for your nope. address. Tape,
3: edit this out. Edit this out. <laughs> Draw Put again. literally anyone else's name here. <laughs> anyone else's name. Use your own voice. I don't care, Pape, but Get this out of here, and let's get this T-shirt to a a decent human being. She knows what she did.
4: <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so we have nope. that. That's done. Congratulations, Shit. winners. Sorry, Aiden. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, next. Oh, week- oh.
3: Let me just say, I've lined up. Uh, I've lined up a friend here from Austin. We I've met her at some meetups here. Uh, Hillary Livingston Butler is going to come on, and her favorite clip has been suggested by some other tens. Uh, but I know Hillary really well, and she's a delight. So I'm going to have her on to talk about Preacher Jen, when, when oh, Jen was preaching was to her younger sister back oh, in the man. day. So we're going to have that one on next week.
4: And we have a another meetup coming up. Um, Dana and Maggie decided that they wanted to have one, an, a North End meetup, which will be July 11th. Christy, how about,
3: these dummies, how about these dummies on the Stens page that were talking, oh, why can't we have a North End meetup? Let's talk about a meetup. There's like 20 people talking about it. I had to say, uh, <clears throat> we've already talked about this. There's a meetup coming. It was so insulting. Well,
4: that's not what you said. You said something better. You said, do you even LRB, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Which is my favorite. Yeah.
3: Do you even LRB,
4: bro? <laughs>
3: come on. We're going to have a meet-up. You don't have to have your sad little meet-up with two people over at some – this is going to be a big deal. We've already we, – there's already – just tonight, like 10 minutes before the show, I put out some invites. We already have like 15 people going to this thing. You yeah, know? So, and there's a that's... month before it's going to happen. So come on. And guys, there are so going to be so many ladies at this thing. You're <laughs> an idiot if you don't show up.
4: Christy, but we Dana, do have to announce Maggie that... are the hosts. Come on. We do have to announce that Mike will not be there. So if that changes, who cares about me?
3: Who cares about me? (laughs) I'm married and I don't like dudes anyway. So dudes, show up to this thing. Are you crazy?
4: uh, We apologize to our younger listeners that are less than twenty-one. Dana is currently has a call into the place because she thinks that it's it's all ages before ten. Hmm. So we're gonna find that out, and we'll release that. So animation. if
3: David shows up at nine thirty, he can yes. come in, have a coke, and then <laughs>
4: hey, uh, right on,
3: dude, uh, you're gonna to have to leave.
5: Yeah, they, uh, I know. Dana asked me if I had a fake ID that I could use, uh, <laughs> and I figure why why get a fake ID when you know I'm wearing a bow tie? They know, they know <laughs> that I'm that I'm not. Not what I say I am.
3: Well, they know Malcolm X doesn't drink anyway. He never has. Right. Right. You're straight arrow.
4: That's all from me.
3: Well, Christy, the last housekeeping bit I have is this is the debut of our guest producer, guest editor, Bobby Pape. Thank you for uh, taking over these duties this week. We have – Jeremy has a lot on his plate, and um, I – I respect Jeremy, despite the things I say on this podcast. <laughs> so we've recruited Pape to do uh, some work for the LRB, and we love Pape. Bobby's been on; he's a sweetheart. We we had him at the at the uh, Mariners game, and everyone loves Bobby. Thank you, Bobby. So and David, thank you so much for coming on tonight. I know everyone's going to be thrilled to hear this.
5: Oh, thanks so much for having me on. It was it was my honor.
3: That's all I have, Christy.
4: Until next time, this is the next party.
3: And I really, really love you, Jen.
5: Nailed it!
3: David, can you give us a, your best nail that you clear?
5: All right. Ready? Nail that. Can I get one more? Can I get one more, yeah. actually? Yeah, yeah There's a little crack. voice crack there. I love that Obviously, one, I'm still going through puberty. <laughs> okay. Yeah,
3: that one's, good. that one's going in the. In the. In the blooper file.
5: Yeah. Nailed it. I think I, like I that you nailed that one. So. You seem
4: disinterested. Yeah. <laughs> I like Should it. Should I do it again?
5: Is that oh, bad? Yeah, give
4: us. <clears throat> give,
3: give us one like you're like you're yelling at Smaug to get off your lawn. Nailed it.